Well, here we go on a Friday. Welcome, everybody, to the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source. It's time for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Love doing these Friday shows with the realty experts at Berkshire Hathaway. And uh, realty expert John Brodeen is standing by. We're going to talk with him in just a minute. Look, if you want that home, let's go get you that home. And it's okay to feel a little nervous. Or to not know what to look for. Because our network agents have the expertise to take the scary out of buying a home. Well, most of it. Now, let's go get you home. All right, here we go. John Brodeen, realty expert with Berkshire Hathaway in the studios. How are you today? It's been two long days since I've seen you, man. I know. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I love Fridays. Yeah. Uh, big plans for the weekend? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to sit around and recharge my batteries after last weekend. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I would mentioned because uh, I see on social media Berkshire Hathaway, the guy, they're always cooking good food. And yeah. you guys are always whooping it up a little bit with great meals and everything. But uh, you're kind of a fitness guy. Um, you said you kind of tend to stay away from them, but you said on the weekends you cut loose. So yeah. tell me a typical weekend of food oh boy. for John Brodeen. <laughs> well, Friday night might do like a pizza night mm-hmm. um, and, you know, maybe get some Dairy Queen or something like that. Oh, Sat- you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Saturday <laughs> might do like Five Guys Burgers. Okay. Then Sunday I'll normally go over to my parents and we'll have sub sandwiches and chips oh, and salsa sure. and stuff like that so that that's your free weekends then yeah yeah, yeah. i over there's times i overdo it but I, I make up for it again during the week so. yeah i would imagine um you know we talked the other day about underpricing versus overpricing your listing now i wanted to ask you about this because you see this a lot when you drive around um for sale by owner mm-hmm. now i know we have talked about similar situations for sale by owner and and things that can go wrong but um what can go wrong trying to sell for sale by owner. Yeah, so let's first talk about why people go for sale by owner in the first place. They are basically willing to do more of the work in order to try to keep more of the proceeds. They they are banking on probably saving around 3% in commission. Mm-hmm. They're not saving an entire 6% in commission um, and not setting any commission rates, but let's just use that as an example. Okay. So... <clears throat> They're not saving an entire 6% commission. They're saving 3% commission because they're saving their half of the commission. Sure. They still likely are going to end up paying a 3% commission out to the whatever agent brings in the buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, like over 90% of qualified buyers are working with an agent. The chances of them actually selling aren't that high. And if they do actually sell, it's it's almost certain that whatever buyer comes in is going to have an agent. So they're they're banking on them being able to do enough work to save that 3% in commission. Now, here's where this can backfire. Just because they're willing to do the work doesn't mean they're able to do it at a highly skilled level the way mm-hmm. that a real estate agent would. Mm-hmm. Um, and any missteps, every every misstep costs you money off sure. that sale price. Yeah. So if you're a for sale by owner, you need to somehow not lose 3% compared to what you would have sold at if you were listed on the market with a good agent. And this just isn't about setting your listing price high. This is about actually, you know, it's it's about marketing, it's about negotiating, it's about navigating the contract to close period without getting uh, without getting smoked at every single mm-hmm. step of the way, keeping in mind that you're going to be going up against a pro probably. Sure. And 
and also being able to navigate it. It's not just about not, um, you know, giving everything away in negotiations. It's also about being able to keep it together and not lose the deal because that's another common thing where the person just thinks that, oh, as a rule of thumb, I'm just going to dig my heels in on every single thing. They might not know what they're supposed to dig their heels in on and what they're not supposed to dig their heels in on that could cause them to lose the deal and cause the buyer to walk away, right? So, I, I could think of many reasons uh, why I would not try to sell my home myself uh, to save 3%. I mean, first off, okay, I can take all the pictures I want with my 5G cell phone, and they're still not going to look as nice as what you guys do if you really want to show the beauty and the good things about the house. Another thing is, um, say somebody's just happens to be in town because they know they're going to be moving here yep. and they have one afternoon or one morning to go look at a house yep. or houses and no, I'm selling it on my own, but I have a job. I can't just leave my job whenever somebody wants to look at a house. I mean, those are just a couple of the, the many things that I could come up with the many reasons I could yeah. come up with why I would hire a realty expert. Yeah. So out of the things that can go wrong, that was one of the first things I was going to mention. I don't think I've ever seen a for sale by owner who actually, if they're, if they're not willing to spend the money to hire an agent, you can almost bet a hundred percent that they're not willing to spend the money to hire a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. The difference between professional real estate photography and photos taken yourself even if you got yourself the nicest camera and the nicest gear and you spent eight thousand bucks you're not going to be able to shoot as good of photos as a professional Mm -hmm. real estate photographer Mm -hmm. it's just not going to happen you aren't going to learn all those skills in the two months that you've got and nobody's going to spend the money on that type of camera anyway sure um i don't think i've ever seen a for sale by owner that hired a professional photographer the the closest I've seen is when they've ripped off the old professional photos from when they bought the listing. Oh, sure. Which is actually illegal yeah. because those photos are property of the photographer exactly. and the agent who paid for them. Right. So you're not allowed to do that. And usually they get in trouble and get taken down when they do that. Anyway, though, so the photos aren't going to look good. This is the first online presence that you've got is yeah. the photos. Mm-hmm. And... um and before you even get to photos, they have to decide on a price themselves. They don't have access to the same past sale data that we do. So, um, and they don't know how to research past sale data mm-hmm. in the same way. So even if they had access to all the same information, they wouldn't know how to filter it down the way that we do. They wouldn't know how to analyze it the way that we do. They wouldn't know how to make adjustments the way that we do. We base everything off of how appraisers do everything. You know, we try to mimic their process as best we can. Sure. You know, appraisers are, they're they're appraisers for a reason. Right. But we can try to uh, get as close as we can to the job that they do since a house has to sell twice. It has to sell to the buyer and then it has to sell to the appraiser. The appraiser has to decide that it's worth it. So overpricing is really common amongst for sale by owners. And we talked in the last episode about what can happen if you overprice a property. It's very bad for marketing. It's you could you could plaster a property all over the front page of the New York Times, and if it's overpriced by thirty percent, doesn't mean it's oh, going to sell. You it's, just paid for an overpriced ad on an overpriced house. Exactly. the <laughs> The property and the price has to be able to sell itself for the marketing to be able to do its job. Um, so uh, bad staging. They're not getting any advice on staging preparation, where to clean, what are some easy things to miss. Mm-hmm. Like you see, almost every staging blunder in the books 
with for sale by owners. Oh, I bet. And you see it in their photos. Their photos don't look good, and it's not staged properly in the photos. Mm -hmm. So the online presence of these listings is usually pretty terrible. It's not going on the MLS, so it's not getting sent out to all the qualified buyers by their agents. When a listing hits the MLS, um, agents usually set up auto emails for their clients. So whenever a property that hits the market that meets their criteria and is in their price range, it automatically gets sent to them as soon as it hits the market. A for sale by owner, this isn't happening. Real estate agents aren't looking on those websites trying to find for sale by owners. Right. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like you mentioned with showings, agents don't want to show for sale by owner properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's an industry secret or not, but I'll just tell you they don't. Uh, what happens typically, so if I show a property that's listed on the MLS, I'm going to meet my buyers there. It's just going to be us. They're comfortable with me. We get to look at the house together. Nobody's bothering us. It's usually staged well because the listing agent advised them on how to stage the property. Sure. It's usually clean. It usually shows really well. There's no distractions. When you show a for sale by owner property, oftentimes it's difficult to schedule. Uh, it's difficult to line things up with the owner. The owner almost always wants to meet you there. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of hovering over you the whole time when you're there with the buyers, which makes the buyers uncomfortable. Sure. And it makes it, even if the house is amazing, and let's say it's beautifully staged and well done, the owner hovering over the buyer typically makes them uncomfortable and makes it much harder for them to pull the trigger on that house. And usually the the owner's kind of trying their best to sell the buyer on this house, and it usually comes off in kind of a sleazy way. Yeah. So yeah. this and- is generalizations, <clears throat> but... It happens. And, and it's funny how the things like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe a, a burnt out light bulb. Yeah. I mean, uh, for sale by owner, you walk in, the first thing you do is you turn on the lights uh, and one of the lights is burned out and, yeah. ah, it's just a light bulb. Don't worry about that. Well, I would think right away, all right, if he's showing me this house with a burnt out light bulb, what else could be wrong? Yeah. If you go through a realty expert, this won't be an issue. Yeah. Simple repairs and cleaning that aren't done or aren't done right. That's really noticeable right when you walk in the property is pretty common clutter and things that are sitting out that we would have recommended hiding them away. It's just, it's not going to be, it's the home's not going to show well. It's rare that I walk in a house that shows well, that's a for sale by owner. Um, so you're first off, you're going to have far fewer showings because of that lack of the, the online presence isn't good and the reach is much smaller. Right. So you're going to have much fewer showings. Like we said, agents aren't sending this property to their clients. Um, the people who do seek out for sale by owners are either low-baller buyers who want to find an unrepresented seller and mm-hmm. try to get that seller to pass their discount that they're getting along down to them as a buyer. You see these type of people. Or you see unqualified buyers who can't maybe get a loan who are going to try to ask you to do some sort of contract mm-hmm. for deed or rent to own. You're going to get a lot of you know, wasted phone calls with people who are not able to buy your house. Um, so if, if, uh, and then the other thing that we talked about, like the contract side of things, if you sell, if you are actually able to get an offer and accept it, you're more likely to miss something in the contract, um, or handle something in a way that's not the industry standard that could either burn you and cost you a lot of money, put you in kind of a, um, a bad position, contractually where you don't have very many options or like we said you could try to avoid this happening and dig your heels in on everything 
and you're thinking, there's no way I'm getting taken advantage. I'm just not going to give them anything they want. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that could cause the deal to fall apart. And now you got to find a different buyer. Right. So it's usually one of the two. They're not going to know that those fine, like, um, well, the things that an expert yeah. will know. I mean, you guys teach me something different uh, every time yeah. you come in the studio. Um, and, and again, I see these signs all over the place, you know, for sale by owner. But now I'm not uh, very good with math. But um, say you got a $250,000 house, is it really worth saving that 3% to go through all the headaches? Um, uh, we mentioned on Wednesday, you mentioned the term beat up. Um, that's probably what's going to happen. And when it all is said and done, your house is on the market for six months. And pretty soon you're calling realty expert, John Brodine and saying, Hey, I should have never done this. I should have got a hold of you in the first place. And even on the ones that do sell, there have been national studies done that show, I I believe it's 5% less that for sale by owner sell for on average than a house listed on the MLS. So if, if you, saved at 3%, but you sold for 5% less and you did all the work and all the hassle yourself. And it probably took you way longer and it was a way bigger headache than it would have been if you would have had an agent holding your hand. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that real estate agents are in business. And that's, I mean, the vast majority of homes sell with an agent. Like, so I want to, I want to say this, that's when you get beat up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what the end result of getting beat up looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not good. And it, you know, it's just, there's so many little details at every step of the way if let's say from the contract to close time, for example, if you don't know what a typical home inspection uh, negotiation looks like, you're not going to know what a fair meeting ground is. Okay. Or if you don't know what the standard procedure is for if a um, appraisal comes in five thousand dollars low, you you could handle it wrong on one side of things that's going to cost you a lot of money, and you could handle it on wrong on the other side of things where you're just gonna refuse to give the buyer anything and then they're going to walk away and you're going to lose the deal. And maybe the typical fair way to handle it was different than what you did. And if you don't know the typical fair way to handle it, to keep everybody happy, you're, you're just a step behind and it's going to be so much more difficult on those buyers to work with you. And if you make it to the closing table, there's going to be much less money left there for you. You know, I'm thinking about retitling this show to an educational series because um, I learn more and more all the time. It's getting to be that time. Uh, A lot of people, as we're rolling into spring and summer here, looking to buy and sell. And uh, you know what? Um, A lot of things can go wrong if you're trying to sell your house by yourself. How do we get a hold of realty expert John Brodine? So my cell phone number is 701-213-5428. A lot of people's homes have gone up in value over these past two years, especially. So if you've been in your home for a while and you're curious about what it's worth now, reach out to me, give my cell phone a call, shoot me a text message. If you just want to learn more about real estate and stay on top of the Grand Forks real estate market, follow me on Instagram, subscribe to me on YouTube. I put out content all the time that Grand Forks homeowners are going to find really valuable on there. As always, John Brodine, thanks for coming in, and you have yourself a wonderful weekend, man. Yes, sir. You too. All right. There you go. For the week, that's your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast with your realty expert, John Brodine.